Here it is for you guys. Enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to We The Thunder. I'm Shooter. We've got the Professor. There he is. And no stash stashes MIA since the Boston game last week. So, wait, do we have a stash sighting here? Oh, yes. I, I knew we couldn't resist a Stamkos OT game winning goal. We can't hear you yet. All right. Well, we'll give stash one of these. Mustache. Tender kiss. <laughs> And you heard it, uh, Stamkos, the hero tonight in overtime, uh, six to five. Stash stepped in some technical difficulties, so we'll we'll wait up. We'll hold on for him. But yeah, a huge win tonight, six to five. Um, the Lightning looked down and out, uh, losing five to three with not much time left in this game, and come back and showed that intestinal fortitude that only championship teams have. Thomas Cooley, what'd you think about tonight's game? Well, behind your head there, you have the little sense of urgency, and you can tell that was written pre-overtime win. Um, A little stat that I had heard on the radio when I ran to the store during second intermission, 13 shots on goal, 13 shots missed the goal. Um, So it was tied 13-13, and that seemed like when you have this kind of goalie um, that was one and one for the season, you kind of have to pepper him with some shots, and we just weren't getting them on goal. So it was nice to see um, the finally getting them on goal and getting them in. You see what happens when they were actually getting them on goal. They got them in. They did. They did. It took – actually, it didn't take a while because they did score um, pretty soon. And I saw that comment you just flashed up there. How many points did Sam Coast have tonight? 900 – well, he, really? ended with, he ended up with 997 now. So he's he got a – Got a chance to get three tomorrow in Boston. We'll get there. Remember, Boston hasn't lost at home yet this season. So, But we had talked about how cool it would be since he did it on our ice for Stammer to be able to do it on Boston's ice. And return the favor with that ridiculous Stanley Cup celebration, Stanley Cup-like celebration. Yeah. But it's been a, it's been a while for Boston fans So, and Boston players. <clears throat> do we have uh, – a stash here? Yeah, stash could hear us because he answered the points, I believe. Yeah. I, yep. Can you guys hear me? Yep. What do cool. you think of tonight's game? Uh, I thought it was my favorite thing about tonight was fucking internet wannabe fans being like, oh, on to the next game. And then I got to make them eat shit like three minutes later. That was pretty awesome. I I was at least a little bit kinder on Twitter where I told people you've got some time to delete your tweets before I go back and pull them up for the post game show. And that was before we won the game. That was just that when we tied up the game because yeah, after um it went 5-3, Elliot did give up a couple soft goals in the third, but let's remember Elliot's the backup goalie. It's going to happen. He's also what 38, 39. Um, but what is it? it ha- it's been a while since Tampa fans have really had a backup goalie that we can actually like. I mean, you no, think that, you, that that justifies being liked, not just well, a fan. Like, right, oh, they're going to mean right. the best guy. Oh, no, no yeah, because like, they love the man in the locker room. Yeah, he wrote oh. a quote in the locker room. Now he's a great backup goalie. 
Yeah, oh, no, know. he ripped his clothes off. He ripped his shirt off in the back of the uh, player's parking lot, and that's what got all the girls. No. Um, but, I mean, um, it, someone that I think the team actually believes in, too. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it obviously could have been a lot worse than it was. You know going into an Elliott start, you're going to have to score at least four goals. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt he's going to give up three goals at least, probably per start. you got to think that. So I, I think knowing that, and that's probably why they didn't choose him against Boston, plus one of the stats they said pregame was he's had a his record versus Buffalo is better than any other team in the NHL um, that he's ever faced. Um, his record. Absurd. It's like 11 and 1 or 7. Um, I wrote it down. Let me see. Um, I was taking notes during the thing. He's – Moose is 19 wins, most against any opponent. So, yeah, it's like 19-2, I think it was. Yeah, it's absurd so. how like his record against them. So, yeah, I mean, it, it to me, I think what we're seeing with this team right now, and it's a good thing to see he's on the road trip right now. But I think as soon as Anthony Sorelli comes back, this team is a completely different team. I, I honestly don't think just him coming back. And this is you guys know me where I stand on this. So this is a, a big thing for me to give him such high praise and such value to this team right now. But I think right now we see those top two lines are locked, right? Yeah. The third line is still struggling. Colton and Amestikoff are still trying to. And I just think that that's a matter of that Kopke is just not gelling right now on the NHL. He's his game's not there. You put Sorelli on that third line, and suddenly that becomes a much better line and a much better possession line. And well, as soon as those guys come on, I mean, you could probably look at at least one to maybe two goals less a game when Sorelli gets back and that third line gets locked in together. And I, I know honestly, I believe it's going to be that big of an impact. I knew Shooter didn't watch the local broadcast. Did you? Scott? I did some of it. I did half, half an Yeah, half. of course. Um, because Brian talked about how he talked with. Colton today and he could tell Colton was down and uh, it just doesn't seem like they're clicking and I think that comes with the Sorelli you know you know going into the season that Koki wasn't going to stay he was right. just a spiller you know and then you've had balls and a couple of people in there rotating ABB we've had some rotating in and out so I think the consistency Sorelli is on the road trip. I don't think they intend him to play any of this road trip. I think it's no. just a practice with the team. Yeah. I don't know if you throw him in there <laughs> right, no. right against Boston that first. Or uh, Philly or even Philly. Back. I wouldn't put him against no. Philly either. No, I, but, I, I mean, think... they, were, they were saying mid-December, and the fact yeah. that he's on this road trip means sooner, for sure. Yeah. He wouldn't be on this road trip if he was still two or two and a half weeks out. You know what I mean? So, the only thing is, is tomorrow they because it's back to back. They won't have an optional skate tomorrow, so most yeah. likely he will go out there. They'll have ice time for them, so he will go out there most likely and skate probably with maybe Bellamere or something, um, yeah. maybe Moose, um, and then Philly. They'll go in and they'll actually have a morning skate there. I would imagine Sorelli is a participant, but not on any lines or anything. And then we'll see when they come back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's on this trip basically to just kind of like still be around the team, get some extra, and then perhaps be ready to play when they come back. Yeah, he's got to start taking those actual real warm-up rushes and stuff like mm-hmm. that stuff and hit some hits. Yeah, like get into actual like practice when I'm, when they get back. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean. So. All right, well, let's, um, let's break this game down 
like we like we used to or like we do during, during <laughs> like the we always try to do since we since we've got a post game show um and it might be a while to the next one uh all right so Dalim back remember i mean I, I, they probably reminded you 50 times during the broadcast <laughs> not play the first time around in tampa so he was back uh perbix was back kepke was actually back they those guys missed a couple games perbix i think looked a little rough for his first game back but he's a rookie i mean yeah. gotta expect that uh moose and net uh looking in for buffalo uh the first period uh tampa bay comes out strong with a power play goal well and they were 11 and 7 off they came in they did 11 and 7 which i think is a big storyline to this game because those top two lines are rolling so well it really fucked with their flow yeah i I, I didn't like that decision i didn't like it it was a suspect decision and i mean returned but apparently wasn't ready to go tonight we don't know we haven't heard anything about what the personal problem was he left for the personal problem personal. last it's game. It's personal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, yeah, but to come back and then not be, not I mean, be with the team, but then not ready, it, that's a little yeah. weird. They probably then, just uh, wanted to to have uh, Perbix back in there and maybe have kind of that extra defensive man if, you know, he, he needed, you know, have to have that extra kind of backup in there. But yeah, yeah. I agree. It totally looked like they were just kind of all out of sorts with the lines. It seemed like, the defensive pairings were all mixed up almost every time they were out there. And even those yep. bottom six were kind of yeah. jacked up as Perry much as I like everywhere. to see Cooch playing. Yeah. Perry was everywhere. Yeah. Um, Maroon had extra time. Um, yeah. Kucherov was bouncing around. Uh, but yeah. Um, the power, the power play, play was really looking was. good though. And yeah. it was actually, we're happy to take one tonight. Point on that first goal. Now. Let's not forget because I know everyone forgets when something good happens with Sergachev, but it was Sergachev that kept that puck in. That's why it took so long for them to actually confirm that goal because Buffalo was looking to see if it was offsides. Sergachev does a really good job keeping the puck in. I think he, that's where he's actually also a little bit better at, than Hedman on on that power play. Yeah. Um, and then there's, Perry there's comes back. Right yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So two two nothing, and I think at this point the Lightning only had three shots on net. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, how good is it to see Perry and Stamkos out there on the ice together, connecting for a point? Like, like to me, that just like, I don't know, that just warms my heart. I know a lot of people weren't Corey Perry fans before he came here and weren't a fan and wasn't a fan of him, but those two guys have become real close, and it's cool to see those kind of the old guys out there on the ice getting it done together. So, well, not only that, it's two legends. Yeah, I mean. Perry in his own right is a legend you know Um, everybody knows who Corey Perry is whether you like him or you don't like him and then you have someone who's definitely a hall of famer and Steven Stamkos so Mm -hmm. literally you can say I have a point with you know hall of famer Steven Stamkos yeah and it's cool and just just like all these young people that are getting goals with Kucherov and stuff like that these are future Hall of Famers that these kids are going to be able to say, hey, I assisted in that goal. I helped win this goal. So it's really cool to see those old time. I mean, Perry's up there in age. It'd be nice to see like a Stammer Maroon Perry goal um, yeah. just because that I have a feeling they would just go out and drink it nonstop all night long. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But that was a nice goal too. Stamkos yeah. kind of drew him in, and then Perry just kind of snuck through the back, and Stamkos yeah. was able to get the puck Such over. Good patience, great patience by Stamkos there. And the point goal is very, very similar. How there was just a lot of patience right there in the front of the net, outweighed the goalie, and was able to make the play after he had committed. And both of those well, goals were I, good goals. I thought points goal was going to be like the highlight reel goal of the night, but it was actually Buffalo's first goal. Mm-hmm. Tage Thompson yeah. like saw points goal and was like, I'm just going to one up that just a, just a tad uh, yeah. with my giant stick. I don't know. Like they were saying that, that was like, a bad was... play along the boards though, from the lightning. I mean, that was a blatant giveaway oh, right to him. And, well, to him. and it wasn't just Chernak, but he was the one that came. And I, I was going to say, I got to, I, I give it where it's due whenever they make these plays. I don't just pick on one guy and Cernak had a really bad play there, but it was also, I mean, Colton came in there and cut that off. And the fact that those guys went in there and weren't able to corral the puck up the boards and it kind of leaked out there to the slot. That's on all four guys that are in the corner there. They they easily should have been able to make play make that play and maintain possession, especially in a situation where they were up two goals late in the period and they really didn't deserve to be up by two goals with the way they had been outshot and outpossessed in their you know defensive zone. So yeah, it was disappointing to see that play to say the least. Well, fifty nine seconds later. Jack Quinn right up the middle. And this was when Perbix and Cole, who don't play together too often, were out there. And it yep. looked like they don't play together that often. <laughs> so, yep. You know, it's 2 2. Period ends. <laughs> shots four um, for the Lightning. Only four shots in 20 minutes. Buffalo 14. So the Lightning, yeah. you know, they were, they, they should have ended that period up to nothing, but really they kind of got lucky that it was only 2 2 at the end of the period because everyone that wants to kind of crap on uh, Moose for giving up some, some softies, and we'll get to those in the third. He's I mean, he really kept them in the game in the first period because if, if they get those two goals in that first period and it's 4 to 2, I don't know, it might be a little bit tougher to, to come back in this yeah. game. So second period, Buffalo takes a lead, um, rebound goal. Sergachev lost his stick. Cooch lost his man. Um, Buffalo takes the lead. Uh, At this point, they've given up three straight goals. They only have about eight shots halfway through the game. And I'm thinking, why does John Cooper not like to use his timeouts? Just like the Bucks fans yesterday, right. except in hockey, you only get one. Wow. And I will say right. he did take it later when they did need it. it was so well I was wrong there. Yeah. Um, but I would have taken the time out there because you've given up those three goals. You haven't had many shots. Like, I don't know. You got to do something. But um, they they did do something. They scored a power play goal <laughs> again. Pointer with a, with two back to back. Uh, two goal games um and we'll get more to more to the the goal scoring by point later in the show um but that was uh, that power play was perfect right there that was one of our best power play possessions and especially after another questionable call by the referee to blow the face off dead when it was a clean perfect win by stamkos right for the lightning he blew him out dead for what I can see was no reason whatsoever other than he's just a douche. And then Buffalo wins that that draw. And so I thought it was really good. Earlier in the season, you would have seen the Lightning have a hard time getting back in the zone and getting set up. And so after the, you know this last what six or seven games, it's a lot different for them. They're able to get back in the zone, get set up. And they had, what, four or five 
beautiful setups in a row and it was because of that 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 led to getting point open in front of the slot again right there in front of the net so i mean perfect execution on that on that one there for for that point goal yeah that was a nice goal and i thought um i thought it was funny because it was cooch that drew that penalty and so he was getting booed yeah and if there's one thing you don't want to do with cooch because you don't want to poke the bear you don't, don't want to boo Cooch because no. he did. Uh, he definitely started to heat up that game. I mean, he was trying as hard as he could to bite his lip and, and get that four minute. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Double, double he even for, went back over and showed the ref that I really wish um, somewhere out there someone gets the Michigan call on that because he lets them have it like he's like being over uh, Buffalo's radio. He's like. Keep yelling at them. Go, keep booing them. You're just making them matter. Hold on. We have Cooch calling in. Cooch is calling in. Can you make it simpler? Yeah, yes, we can yeah. make it simpler, Cooch. We're just going to boo you. And for some reason, that just makes it simpler for you yes. uh, to make some amazing passes. All right. So period ends. 3-3. Three, three. And I feel like we haven't even really started because then the third period happens. Which... Listen, I was watching NHL now today, which I'd, I need to stop because it just pisses me off the absolute like disrespect that the Lightning are getting this season. Um, and it, it kind of goes back to uh, the game the other night when uh, Bissonette asked Maroon if they like flying on the radar. And they was like, that's a garbage question. They all gave him a hard time. And yeah, Bissonette's a clown and he doesn't know how to ask a question properly. But I think what he meant was nationally flying under the radar. No, there's still no team that wants to come and play the Lightning. They still don't take this team light, and I think that's what Maroon is saying. They don't want the teams in the league to think that they're soft or anything like that. They want to still have that respect. But I do think there's something to have, have something to having got the teams like New Jersey and Boston being so great and taking all of the limelight. So it's just allowed the Lightning team to just kind of settle in. Yeah, and, and I think we're starting, yeah, to see that a little bit. It's also November, and and just like the sign behind me mm. says, yeah, do you need to have that much of a sense of urgency yeah. in November, especially when you're coming off three straight Stanley Cup Finals and how many other Eastern Conference Final appearances? Yeah, but what I was years? saying though is EJ Raddick. They were picking the game tonight. They didn't even talk about the game. They only did the pick them, and EJ Raddick picked Buffalo, and I was like, well, you're dumb. But then he was like, I bet there's going to be a lot of goals tonight. And uh, he nailed it. He nailed he it on did. that one. He did. Because then, as you said, the third period happened. Yeah. Well, it started off good because because Moose came out huge. Um, big breakaway save on Cousins, who actually had a really good game. I was I was pretty impressed by Buffalo overall tonight. Yeah. Um, some of their young players are really coming into their own. Um, I think Cousins is one. Obviously, Thompson we talked about. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a team to be reckoned with in the next five years, but not yet. Not tonight. Not yet. Uh, Buffalo did score cousins just a couple minutes later beats Elliot's glove. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like that goal. Um, and then Skinner comes back from the wide angle over the glove, but Elliot didn't even get the glove up. He just tried to kind of shoulder it and it was just a perfect shot. Like it, five, three, all of a sudden Buffalo. And that's where you can go back to Twitter or I was on Twitter. You were on Facebook and we won't pull up any uh, posts from anyone, but don't embarrass but. yourself. You can still delete those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that makes it five to three. And then Tampa comes right 
back. Stamkos does some work on the boards. All of a sudden, Killer is taking the puck to the net, and Stamkos is following him to the net. And, oh, hey, what guys. do you know? Puts one in off the rebound, 5-4. Paul's right, right back in too. the game. Paul's right there, too. I mean, that, that line. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Once, once the game got to be that point where it's like, okay, we just got to roll these top two lines. Right. All and you're like, oh, happened. I can't, I can't owe the 11 to 7. Screw it. I don't, we're rolling six, mm-hmm. six and four here. You know what I mean? Fuck 11 and seven. We're rolling six and four here. And let's get, and that's what happened. And you saw the best players on the team came through and they made the plays when they needed to. And that was perfect. I mean, Killer, that line, you can't say enough about that line. I mean, it's, they have shown up so big for this team. So to see the way they came through at the end of this game isn't surprising. It just sucks that because of, I think, that odd. And, you know, historically, the team's good when they go 11-7. and There's just, to me, it's just they're finally getting into a rhythm in that 12-man rotation. And so tonight just kind of threw it off. So it's good to see that that line at the end of the game really came back and set the tone in that last five minutes as far as from what I saw. And we'll have to to have Eric Erlinson on from Lightning Insider uh, on soon because he just wrote an article about what I, I haven't heard anyone else say it, but he called it the SAP line. Stan or Stephen Alex um, Paul. Wait, does that mean is it first name or last name? I don't know. Stan SKP? Is that SA? No, it's SAP. That's what he called it. Well, we'll have to, I'll have to go check it out. When you have two first names, I am a subscriber. Then uh, Nick Paul can get away with either. All right, so four on four, four on four. Then because Cooch Cooch got beat up a little bit tonight because he got bowled over. I'll still never ever understand why it is always a penalty when a guy runs into a goalie, even though Cooch was tripped and checked into the goalie. And then not on top of that, Dallin just went ahead and just started like wailing away at him. How was that not a four minute penalty? That should have been a four minute, not just a two minute roughing. That should have been a two minute minute. roughing. I don't gave Cooch the the goalie interference. Isn't isn't goaltender interference a reviewable penalty? Or is that only if the goal goes in anymore? It's only if the goal goes in, right? I think if it's a major. Okay. Okay. Because like they called the major the other day against Bassey. Right. When, when he hit Vassy and then they went back and reviewed right. it. Exactly. So I think right. it has to be called so major okay. first. Okay. So I put that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I was perplexed because I saw the arm go up right away. I'm like, well, I hope something else goes down because um, it's going to be on, on Kucherov there. And it was. But luckily, at least they made a four on four and they put Darlene in the box as well for that roughing. Darlene probably yeah. could have gotten away with one if he could just, you know, keep his hands to himself after yeah. pushing them into the goalie. But yeah, no four on four um, point gets a really good chance and gets hooked for the gets first hooked. time in the game. Oh, they call a hooking penalty. Yeah. And I thought there were a ton like of hooks and slashes, like which I don't get because you can go from one, like tomorrow night, they'll call, call those hooks all. all day long. Yep. The reason why they called that one with point is because he was in a prime scoring yeah. chance yeah. with the puck and he definitely got hooked. But Lightning players were getting hooked all over the ice tonight. Another great saw. job on Hague, by Hagel on the forecheck, too, in the corner there that turned the puck over uh, oh, yeah. and created an opportunity for point. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, according to Matthew Roscoe, 15 hooks and 20 slashes. 
They were they were yeah. really swinging their it sticks was, around tonight. There was I mean, so, there were some broken sticks all yeah. over the ice, There's and they didn't even call ones. the one. They called no. they called too many men when it was yeah. Yeah, it was Hagel got got yeah, his Hagel stick got broke. Act. Yeah. By the way, if any no. Dallas fans are are watching, that is when they call the slash, not when Jamie Ben weakly drops his right. stick on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's no Stars fans watching. No fucking um, right. Uh, so. Yeah. They yeah. they get a four on three, which thank God didn't last long because I hate this team on a four on three. And then they pull the forget this, we're pulling the goalie and we're going hey. with the six on timeout, four. as you said earlier. The timeout, the key timeout there. They called the uh, timeout. Yeah, they called the timeout there to rest the guys. Um, so they had a they had a good shot at that power play. Stamkos goes for the tie, has a wide open net. And can't handle it. Hold on. We're foreshadowing just a little bit. We're foreshadowing just a little bit. Stamkos can't tie it. Oh, no. Um, But that's okay. Because Nikita Kucherov rips one off of Hagel's knees. And then, would it go off his knee? Yeah. Off his pads, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Hagel scores another one. um, Ties it up. 5-5. Not too much time left. And then Buffalo almost completely screws it here. And Powers throws one over the boards, and I was like, "Oh, they're done. We're gonna we're gonna win this game." But um, for for whatever reason, the the power play couldn't get anything going there towards the end of the game. It carried over into overtime. Yeah, Buffalo um, played really, really basically desperate hockey there at the end of that last what minute and thirty minutes or so, a minute and thirty seconds of that game that was the power play. They like if they would have played the power play that way all game, they might have won honestly. <laughs> But they, yeah, yeah. So. Well, Samuelson had that awesome block, and then as soon as um, yeah. the guy that was in the box came out, he had that breakaway. Power. And once again, yeah. you know, Moose gave up the softies, well, but you don't yeah. you don't win the game without Moose making that save. And also, well, power, power also kind of screwed the pooch there because he was looking behind him, trying to find a trailer instead of just having a, a finisher mentality and attacking the net. He, and then so he bobbled the puck a little bit and it gave Elliot the ability to come out and really challenge him and cut off the the angles and the amount of space he had to make a play. So absolutely a great job on Moose there. Again, multiple times he he said, and it's how many times has has we heard Coach Coop say this? It's not about making all the saves, it's about the last one that you made that that helps keep it this team in the game, and then boom, they go and win the game. So that's exactly what we're talking about is timely goaltending can be just as good as shutout goaltending. Well, All right. I thought it was then, important. Let, oh, go ahead. Go look, can we show the, the game winner? Yeah. All right. While we're showing the game winner here. We haven't been muted in a while. Let's show the game winner. And while we're doing that, hit the like button, hit the share button, and enjoy the next minute and a half of the Lightning beating the Buffalo Sabres. Ball just skeets right out to center ice. Ball barreling on the right wing. Across the blue line. Drops it for Stamkos. Right circle. Score! Stamkos! The Lightning win it! 6-5 in overtime! Not a huge celebration. Well, I don't know if he has three or four points tonight. He definitely has two goals. The Lightning win it in OT. Down 5-3 when there are six minutes left. Stamkos makes it 5-4. They get the power play goal to tie it. Nick Paul just 
Is that a mistake? Took they moved him to 998. Yeah, because at that point, that one goal was credited to Kucherov, not off of Hagel. He just and at that point, so therefore, Kammer was giving the assist to that. Once that goal was then reversed to Hagel, then it no longer Stammer was no longer the second assist since it was Kucherov and Sergachev. Um, so it was three points tonight, right? Nine, nine, yes, eight. three, yeah. not four. That's why Michigan said, I'm not sure if it's okay. three or four, because they ended up reversing it after the game was okay. over. Yeah, I they, didn't. They, they called it on the TV, yeah. and Brian plainly stated that it went off of Hagel's knee, but officially it was announced in the arena that the goal went to Kucherov. Mm-hmm. And that the assist was to um, Stammer and Sergachev. And then they came back and said, no, it was he- it did go off of Hegel. So it was Hegel, Sergachev, and Kucherov. So um, I thought a big play in the, in the game was when Kucherov took that penalty when he got the high stick. And he went to go out on the faceoff. And they sent him back to the bench. And they wouldn't let him play the next shift. Um, Corey Perry had to take the... Corey Perry had to get out there, and then Corey Perry goes to the bench as soon as right after the faceoff, and Cooch comes in, and they go right down and score. I was like, "There you go." And then something else I think I noticed on this is that I think Kucherov is well aware of the speed of Hagel and Point. So many times tonight, and Kucherov, he's speedy, but he's not that speedy. You saw him feeding that to them like crazy, knowing they were on that speed breakaway. And I, that's why I like this, these three together, because I think they recognize each other's skills now so much better um, and have finally clicked. And I think Point knows that Hagel is going to be right with him step for step. And then you, at any time, you can have Point shooting right out of a cannon coming at you. So Cooch just feeds them. Cooch now, um, tonight, uh, what has he become? He now leads the NHL with 24 assists this season. His 33 points are third most in the league. Yeah, and remember, they this team got off to slow start, goal scoring wise. Yep. yep. It was only Steven Samkos Sam early on. <laughs> yeah. It was only Steven Samkos early on. So, so the fact that it's only 21 games, 33 points, uh, and he's just putting up multi point game after multi point game. And I'm talking about three and fours, not two. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it's it, all I do is I look at this team more and more, and I'm like, man, I, I'm just salivating with, about uh, the idea of Sorelli coming back to this lineup and putting him on that third line and letting that fourth line go back to being what that fourth line does and letting that, you know, finding, letting, letting that third line really find its identity like the first two lines have. The fourth line had a couple good shifts doing their thing, cycling the puck, and, uh, Maroons had some really good chances in the last week. Yeah. He just hasn't been able to bury him. Um, so shooters, tonight. shooters going through comments over here. I want to go back to this one real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, um, Kevin Cash is better than Todd Bowles right now. Okay. Look, so, who, who just got fired from USF? That guy is about equal to Todd <laughs> to Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yeah. Nick Frost, whatever. Yeah. Dude, that guy. Yeah. Scott is saying Deion Sanders is coming. That, that's the that's the big rumor that Deion Sanders yeah. is going to be the next. No, head coach. I was listening to J and Z today, and the word on the street is it's actually the guy from Coastal Carolina. Oh, I forget his name, but yeah, that's evidently that's really the guy that they're looking at because uh, it looks like Colorado is probably going to go after um, 
neon Dion. But uh, yeah, it, it, who listen? <laughs> the whisperer is not it. whispering. Yeah. I know she's in caps tonight. She's yeah. all caps. We yeah. won. We won, Kimberly. Did anybody go down to the watch party down at Hattricks? Anybody out there on the show? Um, go down there to Hattricks tonight. I was wondering how it was like. That was the official lightning watch party, but I just yeah. I didn't want to go down there. It's such a small place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see anyone posting pictures, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure it was full. That place fills up for every sporting yeah. event, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not hard anyway. to do. Yeah. True. Um, all right. So, so yeah, we we yeah. Uh, we won tonight. We also won Friday night versus the Blues. So two and zero this week. Um, that game you had point again, two goals. Killer on the board early. Nick Paul with the empty netter. Hagel on the board. Um, it, was a, it was a crazy first 10 minutes of that game. There was yeah. a, a bunch of goals. Uh, it got really physical. That was when Vassy got steamrolled in that first 10 minutes. And then foot first game back, drops the gloves. Well, everyone on the ice went after the guy. Stan goes. You learned, you learned your lesson. Um, blues, you don't hit Vassy, and then it just kind of became a pretty chippy night. Mm-hmm. Um, blues made it close for, for a couple minutes there, pulled, pulled two, three, two in the second. Um, but it was the bolts that came out uh, on the five, two win. Uh, I thought ABB, they dominated that game. I mean, and yeah, I yeah, think much. Bennington was probably one goal away from being pulled in that first period. He was uh, not ha- he did not look happy that game. No, he was not whatsoever. And I was more impressed with that win than I am tonight. I thought that was probably one of their most complete games of the season. Um, it was nice to see everybody working on same cylinder that game. I thought it was pretty good. And ABB making his season debut, a, a quick one, <laughs> just just coming in for one game. I thought he looked okay. Yeah, Stephen. <laughs> one shot Steven on goal. Played- Steven put a comment earlier in the in here, justice for AB and B. I'm sorry, Steven. I was a huge ABB fan, but he's had his his time is up. Um, he's had his chance. He was put on waivers. He was claimed by another team. Didn't go well. He went back on waivers. We got him again. I I think I mean, he's he's, tearing, he's he's one of those guys. He's tearing up in the AHL right now. Yeah, I think he's a Conacher. Yeah, I, I think he's yeah, Condra. One of those. Right, right. Uh, the, yeah. I, um, maybe get like a Gabriel, um, Fortier, yeah. uh, Dumont, um, all those. I think they're yes. lifetime AHLers. Yeah. Well, the thing is the interesting. I did get into a little bit on the internet earlier today, uh, and Matthew Roscoe commented as well. And it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that fourth line next season. You know what I mean? Because uh, Maroon's the only one that's still signed uh, for a million, and then. Uh, Perry and Belmar might retire after this year, honestly. So, like, there's going to be room on that fourth line next year. I think our top three lines will be set, barring any injury after the, by the end of the season, depending on what happens with the Mestikoff or whatever. But I think you'll see there will be room on that fourth line. So he might get one more chance with this club next season, I would think. But we'll see. It depends on how the rest of the season. It's a long season this season. People, you know, saying he might be trade bait. I don't know if he already went through waivers and all that. I don't know how much people are going to want to trade for him. But... He's number one. He's not worth that much. So he ain't really yeah. going to free up anything for us. Right. I mean, what you're going to get back from him is maybe a draft pick. 
and he's went on waivers and we were one of the last ones to be able to claim him and we claimed him so therefore nobody else put a claim in for him so i don't think um i don't think there's any calling out there for abb yeah uh another guy i wanted to point out too that's been a big big difference maker is when since bogosian's come back and yeah. I don't know if you guys have Finally realized somebody wants to hit somebody freaking, on this team. Well, three games and he's got 20 some on hits in three games. I mean, I think he had like 24 games going into tonight or something. So, I mean, it makes a difference. It's, it's a huge difference. They, they even brought it up in the middle of the game and yeah. he hit someone and it yeah, goes right. It goes over literally like it was on cue. Yeah. And uh, it's beautiful to see. And it's funny because they brought up, um, how Darlene, you know, gets shots on goals and how many more shots on goals he gets than Sergei Sheffer Headman. And, you know, that's all fine and good. But listen, I think we saw against tonight, this team doesn't need to score more. This team does not need more goals. This team needs more defense. And I'm tired of everyone trying to convince me that good offense makes up for bad defense. It does not. If you're a blue liner in this league, I don't care if your name is fucking Makar or what it is. Your job is to keep the puck out of the net, not put it in the net. That's all ancillary. But, That's all secondary. But Dalene has like and, twenty shots a game. They were well, I know, and that, and because they they have to, like Makar, the, the Avalanche has to have Makar score, or they're not going to win. But they, the, the same as the Lightning, Darlene, if you, you know? go on the Lightning's loss, none of the blue line was factored in any of them. Almost every no. single win, the blue line has factored in. No, no, for sure. No, 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 no. The, we, the, every team has to have blue line points to win in the NHL. This year. It's just a matter of life. I'm not saying that we don't want them. That, but what I'm saying is that should not be the focus. And especially with a team like the Lightning that can score so well from the top, you're seeing, sure, the, the defense always comes in in the right way. And there's usually a lot of it's due because of what is happening in the offensive zone, forechecking, and what the other three guys on the ice are doing that allowed the two guys in the back to get involved or how they're able to rotate. So it's a five-man team out there all the time, especially the Lightning play that way. But it's it's just, I, like I said, I, I just don't want to keep hearing people say, oh, well, look at his points. Well, okay, that's all fine and good, but you still need to do a better job of keeping the puck out of your net. And that's all. I like, like Cernak tonight is a perfect example tonight. I'm like, look, dude, I, you know, your job specifically is to not make that play to the center of the ice. Your job is to make that play. And I, I feel like we're missing McDonough in that idea of he keeps these guys reminded of what the fundamentals are. You know, Well, I mean? and I think and, that's, and missing that's that the old NHL compared to the new NHL. I think the new NHL is your blue line are also forwards. Um, because if you look at these younger ones, even Sergachev, I think Sergachev is in a shoot first kind of attitude. Oh, he's where, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I think and where we, you we got, talked about this the other night. I think that you could easily put Sergachev as a front as a forward and he would be probably you got Bogosian, you got Headman who are old school. You got, you know, all those guys that are the old school ones, they're more of the sit back and defend the goal, where these new guys oh, are, are I'll, all like I'll say right now, there was a series um there's a series of during possession uh, the Buffalo had late in the game and Hedman was standing right in front of the goal and made three beautiful defensive plays. And I'm like, dude, that is what I would rather have out of my number one defenseman. But, but how many, standing how many there, goals did he score? You know, I don't, it doesn't matter right now. And you know what? 
Honestly, yeah, I was because about I had Hedman in the weekly challenge <laughs> score the most goals, and he yeah. scored zero this I'm week. But listen, um, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I, would, I would die on this hill, and you could say it, the old NHL versus the new NHL. Look, it's still the NHL, and I promise you the mantra of the Lightning are it's about keeping the puck out of the net, not putting the puck in the net. I guarantee you John Cooper still it believes in that mantra. At some point and I'm telling season. you, as soon as – Sorelli is going to make a huge difference in that. I really, really believe it. I, I, I'm not just hoping. This is something that I see in the way that that third line is just missing a possession guy. And you get a possession guy and you let Nemestikov and, 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 and Colton use some of their IQ and ability to get into space and make plays, and it's going to make a big difference on this team. All right. Well, we're going to find out pretty soon here in the next – couple weeks uh, i got a question for the chat if you're still hanging out th- out there there was an article that came out today espn plus i know a lot of you guys hate espn plus not sure why but um they do write about hockey occasionally they hate awesome stuff and they graded all the teams so i want to see Ooh. in the chat what you thought they gave the bolts as for a grade so far this season we're what a quarter way in Ooh. now yeah 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 Yes. Which I'll, it's perfect. I'm glad you brought this up because there's an article by Michigan that I wanted to bring up. So I'll piggyback off of this. So before, uh, well, before that, we have to give our sponsors a shout out. Oh, yep. So if you do need some tickets, uh, the Lightning next home game, Toronto's coming to town Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to miss that one. You got some stuff. Mitch Marner has hasn't uh, had a point in the game for, he's scored a point in every game this season or something. Yeah, it's not like an eighteen-game points scoring yeah. streak, which um, is third highest in franchise history. So if yeah. you do, oh yeah, and they've been around, they've been losing games for a long time. So if you do <laughs> want to go to that game or for any event, you want to go see the Bucks lose on Sunday, SeatGeek.com. Use our code WTTPod. It's only going to work your first time using it. Some of you guys have used it, so we thank you for that. But you can use our code. Get $20 off, pretty much wipes out those crazy fees that uh, these companies have. So go uh, buy your tickets on SeatGeek and help out the show. And also, I'm hearing we're going to hear some big news from the Colt, Monkey Colt, uh, pretty soon here. So stay tuned for that. Go to um, their website. Make sure you're on the mailing list so you are the first to know uh, when you're going to be able to get your hands on that chocolate bourbon coffee because I can't wait. Mm. Um but anyways, yes, Stash, I want to hear it. What article did you see? And then I'll tell you guys what ESPN thinks yeah. about the Lightning. Well, it was Michigan was talking about how it's the quarter way through the season, basically uh, 20 games in, right, 82 games. And there's an equation that mostly they use to gauge your likelihood to make the playoffs, right? And it's the 12 and 10 formula, basically. You want 12 points out of every 10 games. And – the first 10 games of the season, even though they struggled and they did not look great, the Lightning got 12 points. First 10, first eight of the season. This last 10 games, they now had 13 points. So they're one point ahead of the average. So it's something like 98 points has never not made the playoffs. So basically you're saying if you go 12 points out of every 10 games and then you do the math, then you have like two extra games and basically 96 to 98 points and you're pretty much guaranteed to make the playoffs um even in the east like last year was kind of crazy but that that's basically the formula and as of right now this lightning team is trending right there 
even though they're in the middle of the pack. Uh, it's very much very likely this team is is still a playoff team. It looks like a playoff team. They, they, so to me, I think that's a really good and definitely go check it out. It's on the Tampa Bay website. Uh, he goes into much more detail than I I will about it because I want you to go read it because it's a good article. Um, so, but yeah, th- I think that's a good sign. And the last ten games were way better than the first ten games. And specifically, I would say like the last six games, barring the you know second period of that game last Monday that I completely blocked out, not blocked out, blocked out from my mind. And um, but this team's been playing much much better hockey. Uh, tonight, I think I think we saw a Buffalo team that has really just been up and down. They're very, very talented. They had something like 16 first-round draft picks, as I think they were saying on that team. 16 um, number one yeah. overall picks, it yeah, seems like. Right, it seems like, right? <laughs> but um, And they just got Samuelson back. He had been gone when they were – when he was uh, healthy to start the season, they were like 12-1 and one and then – or 6-1, and one. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> like six and one, and then they lost five of seven whenever he was injured or something like that while he was gone. So that team is a really good team, even though they're not necessarily a, a mature playoff team. They could score a lot of goals. So it was a gutsy performance tonight, and that's what we need to see from this team right now. But it's good to see them trending. And you look up here, you see a lot of wins for the Lightning in the month of November, uh, and that that's a crucial thing to be looking at here coming off of the Thanksgiving week. Um, so what do you guys think ESPN rated him? I bet they rated him a, like a B, like as of right now. Is there a plus or minuses, or was it just straight? Yeah. No, it's, I bet they gave us a B minus. I would say a B, yeah, B minus. It was a B minus. Um, they they gave credit to Cooch Stamkos point for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Credit to Hagel and Paul providing that secondary scoring. Um, talked about the Lightning going through some adversity at the beginning of the season, being able to kind of uh, come out all right uh, on the other side of that. And then as far as what went wrong, losing close games that the old Lightning wouldn't do. Definitely agree with that. And then a, their words, not mine, lackluster Andre Vasilevsky has been one of the differences this season. It, I mean, is it the defense we just talked about, or is it the goalie? I don't know. Seems like he gives up one every game, at least one with that blocker side, high blocker. Um, but yeah, that's what they gave him a B minus, and then they ended off with a real sweet like, "Hey, we can we can go back and you know just like we'll put the little punctuation at the end here that if they win the Stanley Cup, we can go back and say, hey, we kind of knew it was going to happen because they say, oh, no, no doubt they're going to miss Andre Palat and McDonough, but the Lightning are capable of more. Cooper has a way of getting the best out of whatever he has to work with. Never won the uh, best coach of the year. Um, And a rebound feels inevitable. I don't know, ESPN. Make up your mind. Sounds like a B plus to me. Uh, a yeah, couple, right. couple stats for um with Stammer's overtime goal, he now has the 48th most goals in NHL history. Mm-hmm. Um Cooper is now 27-6 and two versus Buffalo. And we talked about first round draft picks for Buffalo. They had 13 of them. Yeah. So um I I have a question for you guys. Because I was thinking about this last week. What do you think? Okay, so Stamkos has what three more years left on this contract? 
does he resign here and play longer after his three years? I think retires. You think he retires? He only yeah. has three years after that. Do you think so? I, I do you think, think so. What do you think, Shooty? I thought he has less. I thought he only has. Um, no, it's this in two year years. You're right. It's this in two years. That's right. Right? No. I thought it's only. Uh, I think only. I think he twenty-four, only twenty-five. Twenty-four, twenty-four, twenty-five. So, so two yeah. more seasons. Yeah. Okay. At that point, he's going to be pretty old, so I think it's going to depend on how he's feeling, and I don't think he's going to get as much money as he wants to here, so I think he might just go to the highest bidder, which is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hmm. That's interesting. He'll be 35. I, see, I think he'll play two more years here. I think he'll sign at least – I think he'll probably sign a three-year extension here. If he wants to play for less, I'm sure, but Toronto's going to overpay. Even even he does, he he's not going to move his family. I don't think. I think he's. I think even when he retires, he wants to stay here and raise his family. Even though he's from Toronto, he's talked about it so much that, like Tampa's his home. You know what I mean? So, so I, I only bring this up not to be a Debbie Downer. I, I bring this up because we talked about he's forty what third in goals now, forty eighth, forty eighth. Depending, I mean, he's still scoring thirty goals a season, right? I mean, he could potentially play at least three more seasons at 30 goals. So that's 90 goals, right? There's, I mean, an outside chance if he plays two more seasons and can average 30 goals a season, he might end up in the top 15 of all-time goal scorers. That's, it's, 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 it's pretty, like, remarkable in the fact I, that also Ovechkin is, you know, obviously a few ahead of him, but Ovechkin has, like, three and a half seasons on him. And has pretty much had a hundred percent healthy career. Like it's you look at the number of games he's played, he's only at nine hundred and forty some odd goals, and he's on the doorstep of a thousand points. Um like this is I I just feel like <laughs> that's funny, they won't have their cap space for him. Um Toronto, they that's find very a good way. Point. They, yeah, they don't well. They just ship out to virus or some shit. Oh, so um, it's this um, year and then next year. That's it. Yeah. It's, this is no. Killers last year, also. Yeah. yeah. Is so next year. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I think he's going to sign another three year deal here. I really do. I don't think he retires to the end of the contract. I think, I think Killer and, and Stamkos are still viable. I mean, look at the way that line is playing right now. I mean, that could be a top line anywhere in the NHL. That, they sign them. They sign them to a yeah. three-year contract, then that will go um, the same time that Kucherov's deal would end. Also, if they do three more years, that him and Kuch would then end at the same time. Um, so I could, I could see that. I. It's just dependent. If they win another Stanley Cup, I just don't think he comes back. Um, if if they go. Um, no Stan, no Stanley Cup this year, and then close again next year. Then he signs again. If if we don't make it towards the end, the next two years, I think he hangs it up. Yeah, I I just I think that he's finally playing healthy and enjoying playing healthy hockey. That as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna want to keep playing as long as he feels he can still put up. I think he also enjoys his kids seeing him play. Right, exactly. His kids are now old enough to understand it. And, like, I I think that's a big factor. He's healthy. He loves living here. He loves being so close to the rink. There's a lot that goes into it. And I was just sitting back thinking about it last week. I'm like, man, I really think that we could have another five still seasons of Stamkos here. And if he's scoring 30 goals a season, 
that's 150 more goals still. I thought about that the other day when um, Tom Brady put out the picture of his son doing practice with the Bucks, and I was like, that'd be cool seeing Stammer's kid one day out there, you know, like leading some kind of practice, but that's many years that ain't going to happen. No, no, but on the team. But I know, like, you, there's that video with Bogosian and his son and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think Stammer wants that with his two kids. I want, I think he yeah. wants them Heart to smoke. know who his dad is and what he does for a living and celebrate with them. Yeah. So, All right. so I'm well, not yeah, trying to hate David Town or anything. I'm just saying, I, I'm trying to speak positively where I think he's going to stay longer than most people think. And I think he's going to be challenging for top 15 in goals when it's all said and done i'll tell you here's here would be my decision is what happens by the trade deadline if kalorn's still here at the end of the season yeah i think it does have a lot to do with kalorn if they can get a deal and keep kalorn if he stays here and they re-sign kalorn as well i think that that part and parcel they have to figure out a way to keep kalorn and be able to re-sign stamkos too i think but i think they would need um kalorn gone for actual the money for stammer um it really depends on the salary cap here um in the next two seasons and it's supposed to go up significantly this season so we'll see we'll see you know jbb he knows how to get shit done i mean look at that nick paul contract you know what i mean like which was looking better and better dude looking better and better every day love to talk about contracts but right now everyone's locked up for the rest of the year Mm -hmm. and We've got some more important things happening this week where all yeah. those guys are playing. You got yeah. the Bruins, best team in the NHL, took it to us last Monday night. So we got to go there tomorrow. We got to be the first team to beat them at home. I think we do it with the big cat back in net. Uh, yeah. We've got the Flyers on Thursday. Uh, the Flyers have had a little bit of an up and down season and they're on the downswing now, but uh, that's always going to be a tough game in Philly. And then, as we mentioned earlier, Back home at Annalee Arena for the Maple Leaves. We've got three really good games this week. And then do we have a Monday game? No, we got Tuesday. Not just against the Flyers, against Torts. Awesome. At Torts. (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, So there you go. That's that's the week of games. We got Orozco is going to join us. Oops. Orozco is going to join us here to give – to be the Thunder. So – Let's just go through the stats real quick from last week. This is a first for the challenge. Zero points awarded. So for goals, somehow nobody guessed Braden Point. <laughs> Schoolie with Paul, Stash with, with, subbed in. Uh, I think it was it was Kim that subbed in for you. Said yeah. Stammer seemed like an admirable uh, guest and almost you know took it. Uh, I stupidly said headman. I don't know. I think because I just had a headman jersey on. <laughs> and then Cooch, uh, the, the Thunder went with Cooch. Um, no points awarded. It was point with four goals in the last two games. And then we guessed the scores. Um, Schoolie and the Thunder was the closest with the Blues, four to two, but it was a five to two uh, win. So no points awarded. And then the Sabres game, I think I was the closest. I said seven to three. Everyone else said five to two. Um, we were all wrong. No points awarded, and the stash remains in front in the challenge somehow, some way. 
coming from behind last week um, and winning. Uh, you're up by one over uh, me and Schooley in the Thunder, just a little behind, uh, down by two. So, Matthew Arasco, you are going to be our guy tonight. And the question is, and by the way, be ready, because if you answer it, we give it to you. Um, we're going to go with highest scoring player on the Lightning with points, not just goals, points. So we'll give it to Schooley first um, and Orozco whenever you can answer. And then point. That, you wisen up to this guy point. How many points? He's got three games. It's only two, isn't it? Three. We just went over this, Schooley. Pay, oh, attention. Pay attention to the show you're on. Boston, Philly, Toronto. <laughs> okay, sorry. He'll have you forfeit. six points. That long to formulate that <laughs> two times <laughs> three is six. Orozco, yeah, we're, we're waiting it. for you. I'm gonna swoop in and steal Cooch. Damn it, I'm gonna give Cooch seven, the lucky number seven. Orozco got stammer with seven. Damn, yeah. with stammer. That's see, this is what happens when you're first place, you get last pick, and that's fine because I'm gonna go with Brandon. Ha- I'm going with Brandon Hagel, seven Hagel with Hagel with seven. Seven as well. All right. The next one we have not done before. We're going to go with the team um, penalty leader minutes. Leader and penalty minutes. Penalty minutes. So all the penalty minutes they get added together of the next three games. There could be fights. There could be double minors. This is basically just kind of throwing uh, numbers at the window here. So everyone do their math in their head. Orozco, we need a we need a number for you. Total penalty minutes over the next three oh, for games. The whole, for the whole team? Yep, for the lightning. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the person that had the most. Oh shit. All right. For the lightning. Oh, three. Forty two. How did you come up with that? <laughs> Forty-two for Schoolie. Orozco okay. says forty. Jeez, forty. I'm Jeez. gonna go twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to go like twenty-six. Six four. Best. I think a lot of fights in Boston, a lot of fights in Toronto against Toronto, and then a few penalties against the Flyers. Toronto doesn't get fighting penalties, bro. Okay. They get it, remember it doesn't add to it's not fighting penalties, it's just penalties. No, so I, I think it's gonna, gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of five minutes. I, mean, I just think there's gonna be a lot of five minutes and no, I don't and, think really five minutes really for any. I think there's just gonna be a lot of hooking, a lot of slashing, a lot of tripping. They didn't call anything this a game. A lot of <laughs> for 42 minutes. Okay. I mean, technically, was, how many minutes did we have this game? Four. Two, right? I counted. Yeah, two power. We only had one. They only had one power play, but I guess no. There was there was the offsetting with Cooch, right? So four. So there you go. I did fourteen penalty minutes per game. Let's um let's move on to record. We've got three games this week. I'm gonna go ahead and go with two and one. Yeah, I hate hedging my bets, but I got to go two and one. 
Orozco representing the Thunder. What's the record going to be? Go ahead and say it. 3-0. School is thinking about saying it. 2-1. and one. Oh, mm. you wuss. Mm. You wuss. Oh, Kim thinks we're going to get 3-0. I like it. The Queen believes. Well, the Queen represented you last week and got zero points. So. Wow. <laughs> Two and one for everyone. It's, All it's right. appropriate. I, I think I got zero points anyways on Monday. At least we will actually um, get some points this this uh, this round. All right. Well, that's it for the challenge. We'll lock those in. And um, next Monday, we're hoping to do the show at 9 o'clock. But stay tuned. Might have a guest joining was hoping to confirm that uh tonight but it is not confirmed so you're just gonna have to follow be the thunder pod or um as soon as we hear something we will spam the group known as the thunderbolts one of my favorite people yes and i am one of his favorite people not tom (laughs) school i'm just kidding (laughs) potential guest does not know me um so anything else um that's it a thousand points tomorrow you guys think that do you guys you guys think he's gonna happen two points for Sam Coast tomorrow I don't think it's gonna happen three Boston. needs three no I don't think that. he needs two huh he needs, he needs two he's at 998 he needs two no he's at 997 they corrected it that's why it's I asked you earlier in the show, and I said, "Is it nine ninety eight or nine ninety And you said nine ninety eight. No, it, it went to nine ninety eight, and then they changed it to nine ninety seven. He needs right, to. I, know, right. I, don't, okay. I think he okay. gets it in Philly. No, I think he's uh, going to get it against Toronto at home. Oh, right. that would be nice. That would be sweet to get. And it. I've got to. Yeah. I'll have to go back to next show. I'll have to go back to our um, beginning of the season uh, prediction. Orozco, they changed it. They took away an assist from him. I know he still had three points tonight, though. Yeah, he, he 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 had the assist on the first goal. Right, he's nine ninety four. He was at nine ninety four going in. Okay. Yeah, they gave him that a fourth point. Um, No, okay. I thought I knew he had three. I thought that's where he was at nine ninety six going in tonight. So we'll see. We'll we'll have to go back and see what we guessed. We guessed what game he was going to hit. I forget if we did points or if we did goal. I think we did goals. I think we did five hundred. We did. So we'll go back and we'll look at the predictions for that and we'll post it uh, sometime this week. Um, All right. Well, good game tonight. Uh, Overall, pretty pretty decent week. Going two and zero, not counting Monday night's uh, game against Boston. But we get our chance for revenge tomorrow. And um, that's it. Until and next time. Wait, wait, wait. No. It's over. And we potentially are it. going to be having a after show live event coming up soon. Yes, but it's not official yet. Yes. So be looking for that coming up. You you know about it, Stash. You yeah, just, I know. Okay, so yeah, so be looking for that also because that's gonna come up very quickly. Keep your yeah, keep your schedules open for December twelfth or no tenth Saturday. Yeah, that game against the Florida Panthers. More to come on that, but um, until next Monday, this has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the, be thunder. the thunder. That's it.